0: The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show.
1: Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, IZ Robots, and we are back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where we're trying to take those um sad moves and turn them into glad moves. You're trying to flip the script, take all the sadness in the world, turn it into gladness. It's going to be... It's going to be great, dude. Everything is going to be awesome. It's going to be super duper neat. A lot of you guys, a lot of you guys have reached out to your boy because there's been a fire. There's been a bunch of fires in California. It's fire season. These, these things happen naturally. It's all, it's all good in the hood, man. I appreciate you reaching out. It's very nice of you, but don't worry. I'm safe. Your guy Gino's safe. we have been safe for a long time. The fires weren't anywhere near where we were. They were pretty, pretty deep out in the woods. Uh... It's no fun, though. There's always, like, smoke in the air following these things. There's no smoke right now, which is nice. There hasn't been smoke for a little bit. But that doesn't mean that the wind's not going to turn your way and blow the smoke in your direction. And it sucks because it gets stuck in the house because you don't want to go outside and breathe in these fatal fumes. I, I myself, I still go out. I do. I wear a mask, of course. I'm wearing one anyway. But I, I actually double-layered one the other day. I had, like, a, you know, like, my buff. And then underneath it, I had like a normal surgical mask just to like just try to be safe. but it's all it's all good man I, I, I appreciate that but uh life is what it is, man. We all have our foibles we all have our whackness where we live. every area has like their own disaster of some sort. My guy engineer nerd reached out and he was like, man, I don't know how you deal with this we have we have tornadoes where I live, and I can deal with that, but like the waiting, the sitting. The fire, it seems too much to handle. And I got to say, my guy, the tornado seems way, way, way scarier to me. Like, the fires are scary, of course, but there is, like, there is some degree of control in your hands, I guess. Because you can kind of, you can put fires out. You can fight fires. You can manage everything. You can manage the areas around your house. You can make them more defensible from wildfires. You can do all kinds of things. Whereas, like, tornadoes feel just like it is... A monster just coming through and devastating everything like like Godzilla. That seems way scarier to me. And like the way that you only get like that really quick warning, like tornadoes coming, go to the basement, run for your life. that's that's terrifying to me, but we all have like what we have around us and I think you just kind of learn to adjust and you kind of uh, deserve to um to live around what we have. you know, it's just the way life is, man. you can't you can't fight nature. All you can do is learn to live with her. I guess, but, uh, we're fine, everything's great, everything's awesome, it's all good in the hood, I've been buying a lot of, uh, CDs lately, I'm like a big music guy, I like to play music in the house, I think it's nice, I have a fun stereo system, I know a lot of guys listen to music on the phone, I, I have music on my phone, of course, but I, um, I got like a stereo that I enjoy. Like a, you know, like a component stereo with like a speaker system and all this stuff hooked up. And like, I don't want to plug my phone into it. I do sometimes, but I like to have my phone with me because I want to track my steps for Pokemon. So I, I still listen to CDs. I listen to records. I listen to tapes, dude. I listen to all that stuff. There's no reason to get rid of something just because something new comes along. But I've been, uh, I've been buying a lot of CDs lately because we're stuck in the house. It's nice to have new music to listen to. Over the years, I. I got into uh, torrenting music, and I'm very ashamed to admit that. It's wrong. It was wrong of me. I, I lost a lot of respect for myself for doing that, but I'm trying to make up for it the best that I can, and the way that I'm doing that is, like, I'm trying to buy all the things that I torrented over the years just to try to, just to, try to weigh the cosmic scales back to even, you know. Let's, uh, let's go over a few of these that I bought really quick. I got, uh, I got a Grateful Dead CD. A-O-X-O-M-O-X-O-A. I don't know how to pronounce that. I, I'm not a dead fan, but, like, so many people are, like, so way into them. And, like, being in Northern California, like, the Grateful Dead is just, like, intrinsically linked with our culture and our community. And I've never really, like, given them a fair list. And I know the singles, I know a couple songs here and there, but I, I wanted to like try to try to dig into it a little bit. I got to say, while I didn't think it was whack or anything, it wasn't really my my cup of tea. I, I thought it was fine, but it was a little little too hippy for me. I don't know what I what I expected, but it wasn't just wasn't your boy's cup of tea. It wasn't whack by any stretch, but it wasn't didn't didn't speak to me. Then we got uh "Is This It" by the Strokes. That one came out in two thousand and one. I bought that one for my wife. I got it for three dollars. She loves the Strokes. I got a new one that came out recently that we um we haven't gotten yet they got like they got like that throwback rock vibe that's a good uh cd it has last uh, night their big hit on it and then i got mecca and the soul brother by pete rock and cl smooth that is a long time favorite of mine i love that cd and i only ever i only ever had it on cassette i still have the cassette but i also wanted to get it on cd so i i picked that up that one i actually had to pay a little bit for it cost six dollars Big, big spender, you know? I got that from a Seattle Goodwill. I buy a lot of CDs from this one Seattle Goodwill. It feels like every time I, like, go in there and I type in something I'm looking for, this, uh, Goodwill in Seattle, they have it. I wonder if it's, like, some kind of a hub. I know not. Anyway, then I got, I got a CD called Sway and King Tech. This or that. Mr. Candid, won't you fuck it up? I'm a nuclear warhead. Right now you're provoking my detonation. Never test me without proper authorization. My lack of- This is like a mixtape. Um Sway and Tech were two DJs here in the Bay Area. They were on KML and they would do like this morning show, the wake-up show. And this is like a bunch of bunch of stuff off the uh wake-up show. It's like backpack rap. It's kinda kind of like, you know, with, like, the heavy lyrics and the tongue-flipping, like, the blah, 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 blah style of rap. It's good stuff, though. I really, I really do enjoy it. I had it, like, I had it back in the day. This one I did have, and I have the cover, and I could never find the CD. I don't know where the CD went, so I decided I'm just gonna go ahead and buy it again. That one cost, like, $6. Then I got Crowded House. This is their first one. Crowded House is really good, I think. They're from New Zealand. You know them, of course. They've had like a million hits over the years. I think they're really, really, really good. We've been playing that one a lot. And Then I got a uh, Urban Dance Squad, Mental Floss for the Globe. This is one I had back in the uh, back in the olden days. I had it on tape.
0: Surprise! Surprise! So you rubbed your eyes. Never knew.
1: I was, like, way into rap back in high school. Like, I still am. This one came out in, uh, I don't know what year. I'm going to say 1990 would be my guess. And in the video, the dudes are, like, they're, like, skating in pools and they're playing music. And it kind of it kind of opened me up when it came out. Their song, their big hit was a uh, Deeper Shade of Soul. I don't know if you remember that one, but that was their big hit. And, and this CD, like, really opened up my mind in a lot of ways. I really... Really dug that. How much did that cost? That one was $4. $4 shipped, which is nice. And then I got, um, this is a big shout out to Earl Green. I got ELO's Greatest Hits. I like ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. I do like them a lot. But for me, they're like, they're not a band that I want to go and get all the records of. Because I don't really like the album cuts a lot. But I do love the singles. I love their big hits. I think they're really great. I really, really, really do. And the Greatest Hits is like, it's fantastic. That's a five-miker for sure. When I was younger, I would see, like, the name ELO on things, and then I would, like, see Electric Light Orchestra, and I never really knew, like, what they were about. It's such an interesting name, the Electric. It really, it really, like, conjures up images of, like, this big orchestra and lights. I mean, obviously, they're the electric light orchestra, but it's, like, I would imagine, like, this giant orchestra with, like, a laser light show, like, at the planetarium. And they'd be, like, shooting stars up into the sky and playing all kinds of weird psychedelic music. They're, like, a really great band, dude. Jeff Lynn is, like, an amazing producer of music. I, I love the single. Some of these songs are, like, so deep. And so complex musically. Just really, 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 really great stuff. I've played this one, like, five or six or seven, seven times. I have a couple ELO LPs. I don't know, um, off the top of my head which ones, which ones they are. But, like, overall, like, when I put in, like, a whole LP, it's like it doesn't connect with me as well as just, like, the greatest hits. Some bands, you like the album cuts. Some bands, you just like the, uh, you like the greatest hits. Then I got Paul's Boutique by, uh, the Beastie Boys. This is what I've had. But I had it, um, I had it torrented. And I felt... I feel bad about that. I feel really bad. I feel like a super thief when I think about it. Like, I have all these, all these songs and records that I essentially shoplift. And then, like, the way that the music industry was just hurting, I feel really bad about it. But Paul's Boutique is, like, an absolute classic, dude. When I was, when I was younger, like, back in the theater game, I was, like, this hip-hop purist. And I was, I was really, really, really hard on the Beastie Boys. Like, I, I, I really, like, I don't know. I was just overly hard on them, whereas now I look at them as kind of, Kind of an all-time classic group. Like, one of the best rap groups of all time. Their first one, "Licensed to Ill, is like an amazing, an amazing work. Paul's Boutique, dude, took sampling to another level. Just like, just like an all-timer. This one I actually had to pay for. This one was $8, which is fine. It's worth it. It hasn't, hasn't arrived yet. Let's see when that one is supposed to be here. Let's, uh, da-da-da. It's in Petaluma today. It was just dropped off in Petaluma, so it'll probably be here tomorrow would be my date. It actually says it's supposed to be delivered today. I wonder, though. Well, I'll wait and see. I'll let you know. And then I got, uh... I got Led Zeppelin's Four. This is another one that I downloaded. This is probably Led Zeppelin's best record. I'm not, like... I'm not Mr. Led Zeppelin, but I definitely like some of, like, that. When the Levee Breaks. You know, the classic songs. But it's always... It's always good to just have stuff in your collection. It's good to have, like, all the classics, all the great stuff. You know, you really you really want to have these for, like, these, uh, these days when you're loafing around the house with nothing to do. It's nice to, like, pop in some music and really just, like, really change the mood of the place. You know, it can really, 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 really change everything. I don't know if you guys have stereos in your house. Do you have stereos? Let me know. I'm curious. Do you guys have, like... Component stereos with like receivers and all these things plugged into it, or do you have like like a sound bar? I know people go for those sound bars now, and I can appreciate that. If you're not like if you're not like a giant music collector, if you don't want to dedicate like a ton a ton of space to a stereo, because this like takes up a lot of space, dude. In my entertainment center, it really does. But I but I enjoy it. I like going to the record store. I love flipping through the records. I love going down there, talking to my homeboy Jerry from the Wrestling Watchlist podcast. I like seeing him. Like seeing Hoyt Wilhelm just like going in there and sucking in the fumes of the vinyl, sucking in the fumes of the records. it's just it's just a great way to spend the day, of course, with the mask on every time you go over there, you can't suck in any fumes. all you're doing is sucking in your own breath, my own onion breath over and over and over again. I'm the kind of guy who will just like eat an onion. I'll just like take a big bite of an onion like it's an apple. I'm just kidding, but what i what I did do this weekend that was awful was like. I, I have this habit. I have an, a nervous habit. We all have like our own little little nervous deals. But I um I like to chew on things. I've mentioned this before. When I get anxious, I kind of chew. Like I'll chew on gum or I'll chew on pen caps or whatever. It's just one way that I kind of like let the uh. Let the tension out. But I had, um, I had an entire bag of, like, these sour Jolly Ranchers. And with the fire and the smoke, I got to admit, dude, I got a, a small degree of, like, PTSD from the 2017 fires. When the air gets smoky, I get anxious. We all do. Everybody who lives here, when the smoke is in the air, you get anxious. So I'm just, like, I'm chewing through these Jolly Ranchers like crazy. Like, as soon as I finish one, I'm popping in another one. As soon as I finish it, I'm popping in another one, right? And then, like... Over the course of the weekend, like, I burnt a hole in my tongue with these sour candies. These sour candies are made sour by citric acid, and this is like not the kind of thing you want to have like repeated direct contact with your tongue, repeated direct contact with the side of your mouth. I, I kind of like tuck a piece of candy sometimes in the side of my mouth, like I'm chewing tobacco when I'm, when I'm talking or whatever. I'll just kind of like tuck it in over there while I, while I jib a jab and like I, I just like. I burnt my tongue down to a nub. It hurts so bad right now. It just, like, it aches, man. And having... Having a sore tongue is the worst. Because you use your tongue for talking. You use your tongue for eating. You use your tongue for drinking. So it's like, it sucks, bro. It sucks. But, uh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll... I have insurance. Don't worry. They're gonna get me a new robotic tongue. So, if you ever hear, like... You ever hear, like, a change in my voice? It's because I got a new prosthetic robotic tongue. So, that'll be that. I... I'm fine. I appreciate all the cards you guys have sent about my burnt tongue. I appreciate all the well wishes, but don't worry, man. I'll make it through. Let's move forward. This has gone a little bit longer. A little bit longer babbling than I'd hoped. Let's find out what uh, Vega had for lunch yesterday. What did Genovega have for lunch. yesterday? I see robots. If you're looking for me, you better look behind uh, a kidney bean which is not something I had for lunch uh, yesterday. What's up, this is Gino Vega, this is Sensational. Uh, yeah, what did I have for lunch yesterday? You know, times have been tough lately, and I uh, didn't have too much around the house. So, uh, you know, what I did for lunch yesterday is I took one piece of uh, sliced sourdough bread, put it into a toaster. I depressed the button on the toaster. When that slice of sourdough bread popped back up. I took it out of the toaster. I spread some butter across it. I spread some peanut butter across that. I poured some hot sauce on top of that. And I ate that slice of sourdough bread. And that is what I had for lunch yesterday. Hope you're doing well on your end. Talk to you soon. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Aside from the tongue, aside from some other issues, it's like, it's all good, man. It's all fine. Did you... Did you really say that you put a uh, hot sauce on top of peanut butter? That that's interesting. I I can see how that um might be might be uh, I don't know. That sounds weird to me, but I I can dig it, man. We all we all have like our own interesting little uh little things. I also like if I'm going to put peanut butter on a piece of toast, which I do from time to time. I don't I don't normally put butter, so I I don't know, man. We're on different wavelengths with this one, but it's all it's all good. It's all good in the hood. I, I did um dig your toast recipe though, how you how you depress the uh plunger. That's that's key. Key information. You gotta you gotta keep your eye peeled to the uh ISR network feed for the latest Gino Vega podcast episodes. There have been some there have been some really good ones lately, dude. Dude is really like he's hitting the stride that I cannot recommend these highly enough. His first one Dynamite. Second one, double dynamite. The third one is going to be C4, dude. Blowing up like... I can't think of anything that uh rhymes with that. Blowing up like... I don't know. Like a big explosion, dude. Like a like a giant explosion. Any, anytime you're like... If you want to reference an explosion, it feels like it's in very bad taste. Like if I'm like, he's blowing up like Hiroshima, dude. That's an awful taste. When I... When I would listen to like rap and stuff back in the day, people would make that reference like all the time. And every single time I heard it, I'm like, that's not cool, man. That was like a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that happened. You're not, you're not like that. And unless you're saying, man, I'm going to blow up like that. Meaning that like, you're going to blow up and you're going to be a giant tragedy. I don't know. I'm, I'm just riffing. I'm just talking. But, uh, thanks for reaching out, Mr. Gino Vega. I do appreciate that. I hope the things are going good for you. I hope that things are looking up. There was, like, mad amounts of smoke in Napa, where he lives at one time, from these fires that were, like, way out in the wilderness. That's, that's the thing about having fires around you, even if it's not, like, directly affecting you and where you are. The wind still carries the smoke, like, all the way to you. My parents live in Arizona, and when I was talking to them on the phone last week, they mentioned to me that, like, they have some smoke in the air from the fires near us. Smoke is awful, dude. Smoke is awful. It, like, it passes... It goes away, but, like, right now, the air outside is, like, a little bit hazy. Like, a little bit. Like, it looks like a morning fog, but it's not a morning fog. It's morning smoke, so it's, like, it's whack. But, like, I just pull my mask up and go about my business, as it were. But it really, it really, like, impedes the uh, outdoor workouts. Because you don't want to, like, be outside huffing and puffing when you're huffing and puffing, like, yucky burnt wood and stuff. It's not good. It's not good for you. But with all that said, let's move forward and find out the latest in the Battle for Oak Park.
0: The icy robots stuck at home show presents the battle for Oak Park. I'm to go for
1: it. All right, this is me, Icy Robots, and we're back for what is our traditional Pokemon Go segment. I'm a Pokemon Go fanatic and play all the time. I play, I play at least like multiple times every day. Like just walking back over to the PokeStop, doing uh whatever and. For, like, for the past few months or so, there's been, like, this heavy conflict at the Poker Gym over at Oak Park between me and a guy. Me and a guy on Team Red who goes by the name of Bob Newhart. But Bob, Bob has been gone for a little bit. Not, like, completely gone. I do see him pop up in this gym over there by the, uh, Christian school or the one over by the, uh, over by the Bible Church playground. I, I see him. But he hasn't been going over to my gym as much. But what... What has been happening that is, uh, is a little weird, and I wanna, I wanna try to talk, talk Pokemon Go without, like, getting super in-depth into Pokemon Go, because if you don't play, it's not super interesting to use. I'm trying to keep it, like, character-related, and, like, you know, related to the tale. But I do sometimes have to dip into the, um, like, the game a bit. And this is, this is one of those times you, you battle gyms. That's the main thing you do. You knock people's Pokemon, other players' Pokemon, out of the gym and you take control of it for your team. When you when you knock out the gym, you go into the gym. Your Pokemon goes in there and you are now defending it and other people can join in and defend it as well. Other people on, on your team. the The way that it works is the person who topples the gym is the first one that you battle if you challenge the gym. And frequently that's me because I like to... I like to battle Jim, so my guy is out there first. And what's been happening a lot lately is only I get knocked out of the gym. Like, I know that the gym hasn't been conquered yet because the wife is in there too. She's usually the second player up because we do it together. We battle the gyms together a lot. So I, I get knocked out, but not her, but not anyone else. I, I think it's probably Bob Newhart, but I don't know this for sure. But there is, there's a new player around on team yellow and it seems like a lot of the times when i get knocked out of the gym i get replaced by this guy i wrote his name down somewhere there's only like a few players who like actively battle that i see around the gyms on badger road there's like carrying p there's lith chick there's all kinds of people but this is this is a new one it's always interesting when like a new one pops up frequently and i'm seeing this guy all the time it's d-l-o-u-d-n Deloden or something, like, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know, a lot of these guys' names are interesting, but it's D-L-O-U-D-N, and I've been, uh, I've been seeing this one a lot, but, you know, big shout out to him, dude, because we need more people on Team Yellow, and it's always nice to have somebody grab it up if you happen to, uh, if you happen to get knocked out, but it's, it's sad not seeing Newhart as much, because this constant back and forth, back and forth was actually, like, keeping my, keeping my life a little more interesting, it was getting my step count up like crazy because I was like back and forth and back and forth. It was like a million little short walks a day and I did enjoy that. I guess I could still do it, but there's not, as much, there's not as much of a point when there's not like competition in the gym. Because it's nice to sit over there. There's a picnic table. It's a nice view. You can look up at the hills. Sometimes you see deer in the field where Oak Park used to be. Back in the uh, back in 2017, it's nice, nice place to sit, and it's fun to just kind of battle there in, in, in the morning and stuff. But I, I'm all good, man. I still, uh, I still get that one. I still get the Christian school. I still get the playground. So it's like, like it's all fine. I, I was in the gym at the little league field recently, and this was this was interesting to me because we were just driving by, and I didn't even know that there was a gym there. They've added a lot of gyms around this area lately. I didn't even know that there was um one there. So we we stopped and I I walked in and I had to go like really far into the uh, the, the Little League field, which was weird. I haven't been there in like a million, million years. My bro was a Rinkin' Valley uh, all-star. I myself, I did never play the Rinkin' Valley Little League, but I did go to the, the field a lot. They had a snack bar and stuff. So I had to go like, I had to go like way deep into there and it was already Team Yellow. So I was just like adding my guys. So I added a guy and I looked at the other guys. You can see how long people have been there. And they had been there for like 12. One of them was there for like 15 days. So I'm just like, oh, no one must ever, like no one must ever battle this. It must not even be like anything. So I, I put him in there and then I went home. And then like two days later, I got knocked out, which I thought was super weird. I got knocked out. The other two were in there. And in my place was this, um, was the name that I said earlier, Loden. I, I don't know. It all seems kind of weird to me, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot to it. It's just, uh, I don't know. Where's Newhart? Where is my guy? Where is Bob? What else is going on in the world of Pokemon Go? I, I kind of drifted off there for a sec. I apologize. Not a lot. Usually there's, like, weird little games or weird little challenges, and there hasn't, been, there hasn't been one that was super fun lately. I guess that everything can't always be. It can't always be at its peak, you know? Like, we're in a bit of a little uh, Pokemon Go lull right now. I haven't caught any fun uh, shinies, which is kind of whack. I haven't really done a lot. It was all, all worthwhile. I apologize. This was a clunk of a segment. Let's move forward in the show. My apologies. They can't all be super winners, dude. Our Records presents Our Records presents Our Records presents
0: The Sacred Killer Shark Ship's log, Cutter Sea Lab, December 2nd. We were sailing south, continuing GP's marine life survey, when Hurricane Melissa began to roar. The boat heaved and bucked all day and all night. I thought it would fall apart.
1: We're almost out of gas, the radio is out, the rudder is bent, and I don't know where we are.
0: We drifted a long time before we spotted land. It was a small island in the distance.
1: That's no good. We're going to drift right past We'll take our diving gear and hope the natives are friendly.
0: No sooner did we push off in the raft than we were surrounded by sharks.
1: Paddle smoothly, don't splash. Sharks are unpredictable. Here comes a boat from shore. There are uncharted islands in South American waters that might have primitive populations, and we might just have found one.
0: And then we were being towed to shore. Soon we were ashore, surrounded by pointing, laughing natives. But they jabbered in a language I knew I would never understand.
1: You'll have a hard time
0: communicating. You'll have all the time in the world to learn how. We whirled. A bald-bearded man was coming toward us, hand-extended. I see robots. Like yourselves, a castaway on this incredible island. In fact, you might be happy to spend the rest of your days here were it not for... Not for what? Don't be so mysterious. Well, the people are friendly and generous, but... Ah, you'll see for yourselves anyway. They're shark worshippers.
1: Whoa! All right, this is me. We are getting ready to, um, we're gonna get up out of here in a minute. But let me, let me, let me share a story before, uh, before we get out of here. The, the wife and I were sitting around and we were watching, uh, Titans on the, uh, DC Universe app. I love, I love the DC Universe app. I think that a lot of it's gonna get absorbed into HBO Max soon enough, but I, I like it. I dig it. So we're sitting there, we're watching the Titans, which is, which is a really good show. We're only on season one, but I gotta say, I like it a lot. I've heard that season two isn't quite as good as season three, but like, what I've seen so far, I love it. It's great. A lot, a lot of cool characters, a lot of neat stuff. Hawk and Dove are in it. It's just, it's just fun. It's something we enjoy every week. I try not to, I'm not like a binge kind of watcher. We'll watch a show, like, once a week, so it sort of, like, it stretches out, and I think that, like, I think Thursday, no, Friday is the night that we watch Titans, Thursday is the night that we watch Deep Space Nine, I have, like, I have, like, this TV schedule in my head that I stick through, so, uh, we're sitting there watching the Titans, and we're enjoying it, and it's been hot, it was, like, a hot, hot day, so we had the windows open, hoping to get, like, some of that, uh, that nice air that outside cool air coming in, trying to trying to reset the house for the next day, because it was going to be hot again the next day, so you want to try to cool out over the night, you know. Use your energy efficiently, but we're, we're doing that, and, like, the neighbor's dog, these are the people across the street who asked me to dog-sit their dog on Father's Day weekend. The dog is barking. It's just, like, barking... Like non stop, and it's barking and barking and barking like the entirety of the episode of the Titans. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there, and I get like, and I get like easily agitated by noises and annoyances. The wife, not so much, she's very easygoing. And I'll, I'll I've learned like, I try not to let things get to me if they don't seem to be getting to her because she has like a far more level head for these kind of things. And I'm like, the dog's barking. Maybe it's just bothering me. Maybe it's not bothering her. So I'm just like, I'm just sitting there and she turns to me and goes, that dog is driving me nuts. I can't enjoy the show. That dog is driving me bonkers. So I said, you know, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to handle this. I'm a dog owner. and I know how to handle dogs. And I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking they must not be home that's my thought process. Cause who would let the dog bark continuously for like an hour? Cause if you're in the house, it's driving you nuts too. Right? So I walk, I walk over to their fence and I go, Coco hush. And it barked a couple times. And then it said, Coco hush. That's the dog's name. Coco. I said it like in that firm dog owner voice. And when I said it the second time, Coco hushed, like she hushed down completely. So I went back home and I'm thinking that was nice of me. I, uh, I managed to, like, shut the dog down without really causing any problems. It's great. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the Titans, and we're enjoying it. It's nice. And all of a sudden, there's, like, a knock on my door. And I go, and I, I open the door. It's nighttime. It's nighttime. It's, like, who knocks on your door? So I'm like, this is weird. And I, I, I open the screen door, and it's the guy from across the street. It's him, the guy, the father, the man of the house. And he has, like, his three kids. They're all with him. And the guy's holding, like, a giant modello. Like a giant can of Modelo, like the double size. It's like a triple size. And he looks at me and he's like, hey, why are you yelling at my dog? And I said, your dog was barking, man. It's been barking for an hour. I just tried to get it to be quiet so I could watch uh, the Teen Titans on the DC Universe app. And he goes, well, don't you talk to my dog that way. That's my dog. Don't talk to it like that. I said, man, I won't, but please try to keep your dog from barking like that in the future. And he goes, what? Who do you think you are? And he's like escalating it. Like escalating. I can see like, I can see he's getting mad. I can see the anger on him. And I'm not mad like at all. I'm not even mad like even the little bit. I'm just like sitting there and I see him get mad. And he goes, okay, that's it. Come outside. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm thinking, this guy wants to fight me? I'm like, he wants to fight me in the street? And I'm looking at this guy. And the guy is maybe like five foot seven, maybe at the most. And he looks like he weighs like... I'm thinking like 140, 150 pounds. He's a skinny guy with a beer gut. He weighs less than that heavy bag that I throw around the backyard. Like he weighs like half the weight of the tire we flipped. So I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself... I do not want to get involved with this in any way. I just want to watch the Titans. I don't want anything to do with this. But if I have to, I'm going to pick this guy up and I'm going to throw him on the roof. I'm going to throw him on the roof of my house and just like leave him up there. Like when uh, Walter White chucked that pizza, I'm going to leave him up there to be angry. And I go, look. So I go like, look, bro, just look. Let me get my shoes. Hold on one second. Let me get my shoes. Because I'm in my slippers. And he looks down at my slippers and he screams, F you, dude. Like, super loud. Like, super loud. And then he, like, he stomps back over across the street. I'm thinking he finally, like, he he got his senses about him. Because I am so much bigger than this dude. I am, like, I am so much bigger. It would be, like, me fighting 2.0. It would be, like, me fighting one of her friends. It would be, like, awful. I'm not saying that I'm, like, the toughest guy in the world. Because I'm far, 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 far from the toughest guy on the block, dude. I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing. But this guy. This guy's, like, a featherweight. I could pick him up throw him on my roof. So he stomped back across the street, went home, slammed his gate again, had his kids in tow, and I'm just like, what a weird scene. These people are the worst. Do you ever get bothered by your neighbors in that way, or is this just like something, something that happened to me? I don't know. Why would somebody want to fight over like this dog barking thing? Wouldn't you be more like, hey bro, I'm sorry that my dog was barking and bothered you? That's what I would say. If somebody came over and they said, hey bro, your dog's barking, it's driving me nuts. I mean, first of all, My dogs hardly bark. They only bark if somebody, like, knocks on the door or something. They never, ever, not never bark. But if they were, I would say, you know what, bro? I'm super sorry. I'll do what I can to hush him up. I apologize for making your evening a little less enjoyable. I am sorry. But instead, this guy comes over with his modello, wants to start a fight. What a wiener. I want to be, like, I want to be, like, clear, though. I wasn't really going to, like, fight the guy. I was going in the house to, like, go in the house. I was going to go inside and, like, shut the door. I wasn't going to get, like, my wrestling shoes or whatever. I am not going to fight. I'm not going to fight anybody. I don't want to. I don't want to, like, get hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. I was, like, I was just, like, terribly amused by the whole situation. And I was going to go inside, shut the door, go back to watching TV, and, like, leave him standing outside wondering if I was going to come out. But then... The next day, like the very next day, the literal next day, I was out in my front yard doing whatever I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. And he drove by and I'm just like, oh, no, this is going to this is going to jump off again. But when homie saw me, he waved. He like waved at me like he didn't have any idea what any of this was about. He had no idea any recollections. I don't know, man. Maybe he's like a blackout drunk. I don't know. I have no idea. But he waved. And I guess we're all good. It's fine. Uh, let's see, before, before we get up out of here, is there anything else that's worth mentioning? Oh, I, uh, I took my dog. the vet, which is something I'm really, like, hesitant to do unless they're, like, actually factually hurt, but, like, her, uh, her ear was swollen, and it was, like, swollen pretty big, and I, I, like, messed with it a little bit, I tried to see if I could, like, poke it and, like, pop it out, because, honestly, if I woke up and I had, like, a, a swollen ear with, like, a big, like, you know, like a, like a blood blister, I would just pop it myself and, and have at it, so I decided to see if I could, like, if I could, like, give it a pop, but nothing was, uh, nothing was coming out, so I, I decided I had to take her in, because it looked like it was bothering her, and I'm just, like, I'm really hesitant to go, not like, not like I have anything against a vet, because I definitely, definitely don't, but I'm, I'm not, like, Mr. Made of Money, and sometimes these things, like, they really, 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 like, add up before you know it, because these are doctors, dude, they're doing surgery, of course, there's There's expenses involved, so we went to the, uh, WikiUp Vet Clinic, which is where we, we have taken pets in the past, and they were able to, like, fix her up for, like, 80 bucks, and I'm very, very, very pleased with that. They, they, they gave her, like, some kind of anesthetic, then made an incision, and they went in, they squeezed it all out, she's good as new, also... They determined that she had some kind of an allergy, like some sort of an allergy to something in the air, which is like, which is something I have noticed. She does like itch a lot. I figured it was like fleas. I flea comb her. I do like all the flea medicine, like the uh, advantage or whatever. I do the best I can. But he said it's not necessarily fleas. She does have like a couple fleas. All dogs have fleas. But he said it's more like there's just like something in the air, like a pollen or whatever that's making her itch. So he gave her an injection, and now she's, like, as good as new. I haven't seen her itch since we brought her home. I'm not even kidding. Like, not even once. Maybe once. I saw a fly. A fly landed on her butt, and she scratched it off. But, like... She's as good as new, dude. It's like she's a puppy again. For a while, she had been, like, pretty listless. Like, not listless, but, like, not really, like, anxious to go for walks, not anxious to do stuff. And I kind of, I kind of thought, well, you know, she's just getting older. She's, like, nine or ten years old. And, like, she's just, she's getting up there. She doesn't have as much energy as she used to. But once she got this, uh, uh, anti-itching shot, she's been just, like, jumping around, happy as a clam, she looks like a puppy again. And I'm just like, I'm super happy, man. I look at her and she has like that puppy face again. It's really great. She's like really been brought back to life. I thought she was getting old. Turns out she just had an allergy. What do I know? I'm not a vet. Big shout out to the endocrinic doctor. The number one vet that I know out there right now. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, I signed up to be a poll worker today, like not a, not a poll dancer, like down at the club. I mean, like a poll worker, like down at the election place, at the polling place. I don't know if they're going to call me. I have no idea. I just went online. I Googled how to, how to become a poll worker in Sonoma County where I live. They led me to a link. I filled out an application. I told them where I could go. I told them what I could do. Which isn't a lot, but maybe they'll call. Maybe they won't. Maybe they have enough people. Maybe they don't. But I've done my part. I'm willing to help. Your boy is willing to help the fight for democracy. It's important. I've heard that, I've heard that they're, they're running short of people because a lot of the poll workers are older folks. And there's a risk of, you know, the bug. So they want some younger, healthier dudes. And that's me. That's your boy right here. Young and healthy Young, healthy boy. So I volunteered. Hopefully they'll call me. I'll do it. I will do it, man. I am more than willing to help out in any way that I can. Fighting the good fight for democracy. We're going to get up out of here. Until then, do it yourself. Go online. Check how you can become a volunteer if you have the time. It's a good way to spend it, man. Just Google your county and how to become an election volunteer, it should be one of the first things that popped up. Easy peasy to find. They pay you too, I found out. You get 175 bucks for the day, which I'll just like, I'll go get a, like a hamburger for myself afterwards. I don't know. Treat the family to hamburgers. You know, take the kid, 2.0, her friend, her gal pal, the wife, we'll all go get some hamburgers, get some fries, get some mozzarella sticks, and celebrate democracy American style. So until that day happens, until we're uh, all together again, all having fun, this is me, Ice World. By signing off do the time, don't let the time do you. Time's seem hard right now, but you got to believe it. things are getting better. Birds are migrating again, rains are back, stuff's, stuff's getting better, things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. The announcers on this program are employed by Georgia Championship Wrestling Incorporated.